0: To Project Vox Populi, where the people speak their truth.
1: Now we are back with the second installment of Project Vox Populi. There was too much ground to cover last week, so I'm bringing Benjamin Farkas back to continue our conversation, which will take us back to ancient Egypt and even to what is happening today, including sexual trafficking underground bases, celebrities, and important people in the public and private sectors. Incidentally, we partially discussed the book The Kybalion, and many of you asked me about it. I haven't read it yet, but if you are a Veritas member, the book is now available to you in the Veritas library. I'll be very curious to know, once you read it, what your comments are. I'm planning to do so in the next few days, too. So just click on the info link and you will find a the library there with this and other notable publications. Stay with us for another edition of Project Box Populi.
0: You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, Paypal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulphur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick
1: Now without further ado, I'd like to welcome Benjamin Farkas Act to Veritas Vox Populi. Your grandfather, tell me about him and what happened to him.
2: My grandfather, Howard Edward Planck. Edward Howard Planck, sorry. He was uh Any relationship to Max Planck? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. There's uh my 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 family tree is is small. I remember being a kid in uh, in my grandma's living room watching the uh moon landing reels and stuff that NASA had sent my family and uh they, like, sent us the uh, coins of the melted-down landers and stuff like that. Bunch of cool little memorabilia stuff. He was, I think he was a a, a gunner on a Navy destroyer before he uh, got into aerospace. And uh, he was the foreman at uh, Rocketdyne working on the uh, engines, building the engines for the shuttle. He was just a mechanical and mathematical genius my uh my mom was telling me stories about how uh he was uh creating uh infinite mag- magnetic displacement engines in the basement I've actually seen one of these engines work before where a guy used nothing but a few magnets some zip ties some wood, and a stroller wheel and had a infinite displacement engine that will it would never stop and he uh blatantly just Strung up some copper wire and ran a cord to it and ran a vacuum off of the thing. I mean, that's just amazing. I don't know why we don't have that kind of stuff out. Going back to my grandfather when he had that, uh, was playing with the uh, uh, magnetic displacement in the basement, it got going so fast that whatever pin he had used to secure the thing. It came loose and one of the magnets flew across the room and hit him in the face pretty bad. He didn't do it after that. He was pissed off. He went back and forth between Rockwell and uh, Rocketdyne doing uh, stuff for the Apollo projects. Apparently he worked on, I think it was every single one of the Apollos, if I remember right. Building the engines for those things. I have a picture of him uh, standing by... uh, one of the, uh, rocket engines in the, in the rocket engine testing area. It's the only picture I got of him. But he, he was healthy. He wasn't overweight, nothing like that. And, uh, he died abruptly of a heart attack at 45 years old. I don't know in, in what stage, uh, during the Apollo projects that that was, but they had already gone to the moon and back by that time. And, uh, his brother, who he was close to, if I remember correctly, it was within a year, he had died of a heart attack as well. There was, there was nothing wrong with those guys.
1: I've heard a lot of information about the people who were involved in the Apollo mission. A lot of them have either died at a very premature age or have disappeared. And it makes me wonder if what we discussed last week, or at least my opinion, that perhaps this was just a an embezzlement of the... U.S. taxpayer, I call it a 150 billion dollar, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, one giant hoax for mankind. 150 billion dollars. So if you had to put all that stuff together, yes, you're going to get the the brightest scientists, the brightest people, to put it all together. But it's all compartmentalized. So your yeah. grandfather may not have known what uh, other people were doing. And at the end of the day, this was just uh, to tell the Soviets, hey, this is what we're doing.
2: There's there's the little issue that there wasn't any radioactive protective shielding to protect exactly. the astronauts. Uh, as far as we know, their suits had no radioactive shielding, at least enough to make it through the Van Allen belt.
1: No. And also the cameras. They have some yeah. blood cameras. I mean, you, you may be too young to remember, but I remember when I used to travel as a youngster, if I took a camera to the airport, they would tell me, oh, don't send it through the x-ray machine. Well, imagine going through the Van Allen belt for hours back and forth. And every single picture made it out okay. Every single roll made it out okay. And all of a sudden now... We can't find the, 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 the uh, telemetry. We cannot replicate the quote-unquote technology. But anyway, I don't want to spend too much yeah. time on this. His brother...
2: I know that his brother was a little bit older than him. They died pretty close to each other, and both of heart attacks that would, just came from nowhere. No, no, no warning, no warning signs, nothing.
1: We're going to be jumping around because you have given me a lot of information. Mummies. Mummies going back to Egypt. They get resurrected. Tell me.
2: interesting topic from what i was told by people that i know samuel N. war also talked about it that the process of mummification was to preserve the body and preserve the organs to where they were protected and preserved enough that after these people had gone beyond the veil that they could be resurrected And the organs put back into the body, the brain put back into the body and put back into a regenerative uh, scalar field. And part of the knowledge of the pharaohs was the monoatomic gold. And they did have the technology and the capability to put monoatomic gold in the bloodstream. So the rumor was about the mummies is that Thoth had taught them the reanimation process. And this was known as the religion of the sleeper. Or the religion of the dreamer, I think it was the Red Skull cult. There was a uh, sp- like a specific kind of cabal that was tasked f- uh, with um, protecting them, and anybody that had intruded on their on their tombs and disrupted that process was supposed to have a death sentence for it.
1: The Sphinx, there's a secret. This is speculated. A lot of researchers have discussed this, but the Nazis. When they did the, you probably have heard of the Ananerbe, which is this division of the Nazi party. They go around the world. They went to Tibet and other places trying to extract ancient wisdom.
2: The the Nazis had a obsession with the occult. The Nazi symbol is a derivative of, of a symbol for inner earth. And that was one of their holy grails. And I've heard stories about them going into inner earth and even bringing slaves down there as offerings for the the people down there. Had been down there for so long, uh, some of the reptilians that were supposedly still down there kept velociraptors as pets. And they stood guard in these crystal caverns and in these, these crystal uh, passageways. And that you had to bring them a offering if you wanted to pass through, kind of as respect. And uh, I, one of the things I was told was that they actually had brought some uh, unfortunate Bellas with them for the offerings of the Velociraptors down there. Their obsession with ancient technology and actually making it to Antarctica and to Atlantis. I mean, they were the first ones to do it. You have to give them their props for that. This kind of ties into the story of the USS Eldridge. Everybody thought that this was some sort of some cloaking technology experiment. And there are people that I've known directly, that have worked directly with Project Paperclip that told me the real story of the Eldridge. And the real story of the Eldridge was back in the, I think it was... The early 40s, like 1943, 1944, when they were going through Tibet and um, India, they were getting – they were trying to take genetic samples for everyone because they were looking for the bloodlines of the Nephilim. They were looking for the lineage of the giants and the lineage of the fallen angels and um, when they got to this uh, town in India – They were taking blood samples and and one of the town elders came up to them and said, if we give you something magical, unique, will you just leave us alone? Of course, they bit and they took them to a cavern in this mountain. And inside of it was – I've got to say like it's like about 15, 17 foot in diameter – A pretty big orb that was being held in place by three crystals on the ground in a tripod pattern. And this looked like a sort of liquid mercury, metallic liquid state sort of ball in there. I know it sounds a a little weird, but this was the real story of the Eldridge. And what this thing was, was an engine or a component or the core of an engine from a ship that had crashed here a millions of years ago. And it had been taken and stored in that mountain because of how dangerous the thing was. And when they attempted to put this thing on a plane, as soon as they got up to a certain altitude and a certain speed, they noticed that this thing started to expand and that it, started to take on the characteristic of dark, porous rock. So not only did it increase in mass, in weight, it started to expand. And so they had to make it an emergency landing. And they stored this thing on the eastern coast of Europe uh, – the western coast, sorry, of Europe in a facility – in a room that was uh, circular where they had been doing some sort of radio emission experiments in there. And from what I was told, the the room Cerebro from X-Men was exactly what this room was. It was a room where you could change around the different plates to experiment with different radio emissions. And they stored this thing in there. And the ventilation system was open to the air on the coast. And when the salt water particles, gone through the vents and bombarded this thing it put off such a massive explosion of energy, not only was it an electromagnetic pulse but it nearly destroyed the facility and they knew that this thing had to be moved carefully completely isolated so they put it on the Eldridge I think by this time it had to have been By the time that the Nazis and the Navy had already made their alliance, something like that, because otherwise I don't know why it would have been going to the United States, but it was, and it was being received by the paperclip guys. And as this object was uh, in the hole of the Eldridge and it started to approach the east coast of the United States, the radio emissions from the Long Island uh, radar array, people don't really know – much about the true nature of radar waves and how actually complex they are and that they not only permeate this dimension but other dimensions as well. They are quite an interesting type of wave. It was reverberating the radar waves back and forth between this tower and it eventually got concentrated enough that it caused this engine – to phase out of dimension into whatever dimensional space that radar waves actually penetrate into outside of our dimension. And this is what happened to the crew of the Is When they were in that pure energy state, they didn't keep a conscious hold on where they're where they were. And this is when they phased back into the third dimensional state. This is why that they wound up fused into the deck, into the walls – that was a story that I got from a guy who I know 100% is into uh, into into some black stuff. Yeah, I know that from experience.
1: It's interesting what you said about the mercury because there's something going on under the pyramids, perhaps in Egypt. But I know for a fact in Mexico, I have some articles right here from 2015. But this is from 2003 after they opened for the first time. They unsealed some areas after 1,800 years, and it reads, liquid mercury found under Mexican pyramid could lead to King's Tomb. And they had all sorts of artifacts and offerings, uh, and apparently some, it looks like lakes of mercury, and they have some pirate. It's like a powder gold, and it almost looks as if you're watching the constellations. Yeah. What would the need and and scientists cannot explain other than this is a very toxic substance to humans. But why would they find in several, not only in Teotihuacan, Mexico, but throughout Central America, under pyramids, they're finding these little lakes of mercury? Why do you think?
2: Well, for one, I think that just like the Chinese emperor, that exactly how you described that tomb was supposed to be how like the first Chinese emperor's tomb was too. That there was lakes, lakes of uh, mercury down there, a recreation of his empire, and uh, a recreation of the uh, s- sky using gems and other things on the ceiling of his tomb. I think for one, it was a vanity thing. But two, the interesting thing about – I think it was Teotihu, uh, Teotihuacan – however you mentioned the damn thing. Close enough. The material that they use for the bottom of the shuttle that displaces heat. They were actively mining that material at uh, Teotihuacan. I know, I wouldn't say that it was the people. I would say it was more like the pyramid builders. Because if you get into people who are uh, hardcore into uh, hermetic research and, and real big on Thoth and Hermes, and we all pretty much believe that he had several incarnations and that quetzalcoatl was one of them there are specific sequences of building stones if you know about the pyramid and some of these other sites you know that the way that the stones are set up none of them are the same cut they're all placed where you can't even get a human hair in between it and uh there are some exact patterns 100% exact dimensional cuts that you find in south america in some of these other places too. So whatever technology that they were into, I know that, uh, during world war two, the foo fighters were nothing but mercury, a gyro and a small electrical device that controlled the way that the pulses of energy were put off of it. But you, you know what the foo fighters are, right? The yes. balls of light that went over our, uh, B 52 bombers And it would cause electromagnetic pulses and our bombers would fall out of the sky. But they were just uh, flying orbs of light for all anybody knew. But uh, the Nazis were securing massive, massive amounts of mercury. And that was one of the things that they were doing with it. Mercury and uh, gyroscopic magnetic devices have some very interesting properties. And they can be used for pulse levitation, anti-gravity.
1: I've heard that many times from people who say that these machines, that is one of the components, having mercury to make it anti-gravitic. Thoth, hidden libraries and crystal archives that only reveal information to the worthy by knowing their chakra vibrations only men of pure heart can
2: access. That is uh, one of the legends that I had heard was Thoth was so paranoid about it. If you, you know, actually read and Thos material, he was extremely paranoid about his knowledge getting into the uh, hands of the wrong people. And from what the rumors of the legends, I can't say with complete certainty, but from what I was told is that there are halls of crystal down there and specific crystal to us, it would just look like a, a big cylindrical kind of crystal. They're supposedly archives that resonate with the electromagnetic field of the body. If you know the story or the legend about the Emerald Tablets that the man who reads it and understands it, that it will unfold knowledge into his mind in the order of hundreds of times or was thousands of times of what the actual Emerald Tablet contained. These were crystal technologies that resonated With the electromagnetic frequencies of the body and the brain, the knowledge that the ancient Egyptians had of our physical and mental makeup, like the Luxor temple, for example, the Luxor temple is like a complete blueprint of the body and the mind and of the occult anatomy. So not just physical anatomy, but the occult anatomy of our body. And I don't know if you've ever seen An occult anatomy picture, it is just like a mess of information from what I understand is after you had gone through your pyramid initiations and you had gone through the other initiations in the pyramid where you access the earth's ether chakra and you retain the information and the higher vibration – From the higher dimensions and from being in communion with angelic spirits. The whole Illuminati occult goal is to change your inner vibration to the point to where when you release from your vessel that you will be at a point to where your vibration is high enough to where you will go to the fourth dimensional state instead of remaining in the third. So it really is about changing Your inner harmonics and it was supposed to be that only people of pure heart can achieve this kind of state. You can't eat meat and uh, have sex all the time and achieve that higher vibration. You only achieve these higher vibrations through a very devout and strict lifestyle. And part of it was being a person who has a love, an unconditional love. For everything, And then it was supposed to be that these crystals wouldn't activate or wouldn't give you any information telepathically for one to people who hadn't attained this state and that there were also hymns or uh, hymns of light songs that you were supposed to sing that only the priests knew that would resonate this stone to where it would light up and actually illuminate. And give you the light. The knowledge is always the light with uh, the ancient occult and the ancient cultures. When it comes to this
1: and the chakra, the vibrations, I'm thinking of something that someone pointed out to me this week. You mentioned the chimeras. I believe it was you who said that they found a half cat, half human inside of one of the chambers. But also, we always see this. It looks like a Doberman. I remember I used to have a Doberman, and when I used to see the Doberman standing, I would think you look like one of those Egyptian statues that I've seen—those black ones with the you know pointy ears. And you also see them standing up. So you wonder: was that a chimera? Also, the Sphinx, a lion dog? Was it something else?
2: I think the Sphinx has to go back to the uh, back to the, the, the Zoroastrian times where you actually have imagery of the Anunnaki hunting and uh, slaying these winged beasts with men's heads. We all know that back in in those times that the Anunnaki had many different genetic experiments. They experimented with many different kinds of beasts of burden, intelligent beasts of burden. I can't really say exactly where the lineage of the Sphinx comes from. But I will say that the mixture between animal and man has a very rich spiritual history and background behind it. Think of something right now.
1: We know and I've heard that there are places around the world where this is absolutely legal. Saudi Arabia is one of them. China is another one. Who knows what's happening underground right now under your underground and me here in Arizona? Who knows? We, do we have the technology? I mean, imagine what happened in the 90s with that sheep, Dolly.
2: Uh, I don't remember the name, but I know the sheep you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So
1: it's been 20 years since we cloned something. Do we have the technology now to clone to probably perfection and perhaps even have different DNAs? If we have all this stuff, the pyramids and all the megalithic structures around the world that we cannot even replicate today, imagine back thousands of years ago, if they had this technology and they had minotaurs and all these mythological figures, that to us it's science fiction, it could have been reality.
2: I have to say that uh, very little of the ancient knowledge has been lost. It's just been kept within the bloodlines. Hold on, I'm going to grab my cat because it won't stop me. (laughs) I have to say there there isn't too many uses, I could say, for conventional sense for why they would be using mixes between animal and man. I do know that the gray aliens were chimeras, and I can get into that in detail. Baphomet, for example, and this kind of also ties into why the grays are made the way they are. And they're not extraterrestrial whatsoever. There are different kinds of grays. We're talking about the tall, skinny ones with the teardrop-shaped head. Those, they're not extraterrestrial whatsoever. Part of why those were created and why certain chimeras were created was because when you get a consciousness or a soul from a higher dimension and it comes down to the third dimensional state, it's still vibrating and oscillating at the frequency from the dimension that they come from. If they were to assume a human host, that vibrational frequency would have a certain degradation on the cell like nuclear radiation. It would break the cell down. So they had experimented with different mixes of DNAs that could withstand that kind of degradation for a certain amount of time. This is why the greys are like serial ovotypes or clones per se. They have to keep making them because those bodies fall apart when they're hosts to a consciousness – that is not from our dimension. So when we're told
1: that the graves are extraterrestrial, and I've always said it, it's more plausible to me that all these craft that we see, and even the beings, could be from other parts of, I mean,
2: what percentage of our oceans have been explored? A very small portion, right? Oh, yeah. The Vatican, the Vatican owns over 95% of all deep earth and deep space telemetry devices. And what ones they don't own, they find a way to. Yes, right here in Arizona, Mount Graham.
1: We have a telescope that they moved here because in Rome, there was visual pollution at night. And they had to find a place and they found it here very close to where I am. And I believe the name is an acronym, Lucifer.
2: Yeah, yeah, the Lucifer Telescope.
1: Exactly. So why would the Vatican, and I know it's a partnership or an alliance between... Another entity,
2: space agency, and the Vatican. But what would they call it, Lucifer? I don't know. I know that that was tasked to track one meteor that was on a direct course with the planet. And I had even heard that it had varied in speeds at some times. But that could just be that it's being subject to different fields of gravity. And different fields of gravity... Um, have different constants of time within them. But there was supposedly, uh, there was radio waves coming off of this, this uh, meteorite and that they, that telescope was actively tracking that one object from what I remember hearing. Warmwood is what they were trying to look for. Warmwood,
1: there's different names. But by the way, Lucifer, it's an acronym for large, but it's a binocular telescope near infrared spectroscopic utility with camera, an integral field unit for extragalactic Research. That is what, (laughs) Lucifer. Are you going to tell me that they found those specific scientific words to fit the acronym LUCIFER?
2: I can't speak to that. I can tell you that the Vatican is a lot more sinister and uh, evil than you think. A lot of the people that are running the Vatican, the families that have been controlling that institution for long as it's been around. The Farnese family, uh y- you know, the the Pisties, the uh they all have lineages that trace back to people that were priests of the Amun priesthood. And the Amun priesthood was the priesthood that basically was like the Vatican of ancient Egypt. They told you which gods were okay to worship and which ones that weren't. They controlled where the temples were built and what deities were worshipped there and in what manner that you conduct that worship and offerings. The Egyptian god Isis is the demon Astaroth or Astarte. The Turkish star is the symbol of her crown. These guys never stopped communion with those spirits and they never will because for one They're packed with them. They're bound to them in most instances. And the reason why they have the power and control that they do is because they've been maneuvered into the positions that they are with the help of those entities. There are chambers under the Vatican that are highly uh, under dispute over why is this down here? You guys should destroy this. You know, rooms under the Vatican that actually have depictions of the devil down there. And they're like, no, we can't destroy this. You know, it has, it's, it's, it's our, it's rich heritage. There are all kinds of pieces and, and depictions of art in the Vatican that have demonic symbolism. I mean, I've even seen the Pope in one of his dresses that has a demon horn face on it.
1: It's all very mysterious. You look at the popes; they wear these red shoes. And if you have been following what's happening with Epstein and the rest of them, and some of the celebrities and important people, they wear these leather red shoes. And when I say leather, it's human leather. It's child leather. And I don't want to talk too much about it, but I have to. And let's just jump around. We're 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 gonna be talking about celebrities, artists, and people regarded as important. And I just heard that Supreme Court Justice John Roberts, and I've known this for some time now, but apparently the, the list is coming out now, that he was an Epstein Epstein's local Lita Express manifesto. And I also saw him with the Black Eye. Apparently he also was well, being compromised, but he's been he's part of the Black Eye Club. You know what I'm talking about? The Black Eye Club. I've not heard of the black-eyed club. Well, you haven't seen Tom Hanks and some of the politicians, uh, George Bush, Junior, so many people that have their left eye a black eye. And George Bush said, "Oh, I just fell while I was eating chips." I'm not going to mention what I've been told that that is. But why do you think when I'm about to open this can, you say this?
2: Oh boy, I know what can you're opening.
1: And what does this have to do with what happens when they make a deal? Tell me more.
2: Well, there's 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 two reasons. For one, there's the the blackmail and the offering to bow. It's a really difficult subject to talk about because we both know how sick and ugly it it really is. One of the things that Baal demands is the sacrifice of a child, and the blackmail and there's also other black magic elements to their what they do to kids specifically young boys and that's just horrible the other side of why you see this is my theory based on what I what I know after reading all of the illuminati texts and acquiring the degree that I have is angels are not gendered they're by gendered they have synchronized both halves of their psyche, both male and female and when you want to make a deal to where you are turned into a muse where you have the talent and you know you have the the skill and the presence to be a, a entertainer, but you want to make sure that you, that you're really putting out gold that touches the souls of everyone and that draws when when you're listening to music and, and you get that feeling in the core of your chest that that you have to find from an external source to stimulate that feeling that you're looking for in music that's that's inside of you. A lot of these singers, why they uh and, and musicians and even even artists go through these really big gay times in their life. It seems like right after they get famous is when they really just go into it big time for a while. And then afterwards they kind of fall off. If you follow the trend, when you want to be a perfect muse and you want to create a piece of art or music that is just perfect and beautiful. And that speaks to the soul. You need to have both balances of both parts, male and female balanced in your psyche and when somebody likes that, that is bisexual and 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 they do have a balance of the male and female aspects of their psyche and they make a piece of music or an expression from their soul that really touches other people, it's that balance when you hear them singing from the bottom of their heart and the, the expression of their soul and it touches you in that way that you only hear from music and it really stimulates you. It's like why people – why you fall in love with a girl at first sight or when you hold a girl in your arms and you get that buzzing feeling that you know that's the feeling you've been searching for. You need that other half to complete yourself. Part of the Illuminati tradition is, is learning how to balance both of those aspects in, in you. And that's why there's a lot of homosexual culture when you hear about Illuminati stuff. And uh, like uh, the Mona Lisa is King Louis in drag. And it's, it's the only reason why it's as famed as it is. People don't understand why it's such a big deal, except for the people who, who understand what it really represented.
1: But it's known that even the Greeks had their own boys. They would go out on these seafaring trips and they would take their boys, even though they were back home married. I mean, look at, um, what is it, Afghanistan. In the southern part of Afghanistan, uh, because the women can be out, they get these boys to dress like women. And it's just, even right now, let's say you look at pictures from the 1940s and you see how men used to dress. And now you see these models, male models, dress in this weird feminized way. And if what you're saying is true, that what they're trying to do is find the positive and the negative, just be the perfect balance. That means that if they continue with this mind control, because this is what it is, they're instilling this into our children, female or male, confusing them. This whole, don't call me he or she,
2: has to be thee or they, blah, blah, blah. It's confusing. I, have to, I have the- to interject slightly just for a second. Yeah. It's also to... For one, this was prophesied. This is the age of uh, the age of Horus, and the age of Horus. And if you uh, do your research into Crowley and, and uh, do your little bit of research on the age of Horus, it was said that all of this was going to happen—that there would be a confusion between male and female. Wouldn't this cause extinction long term, Ben? Well, hold on. The other—the other part of what I was going to say, and, and this is something that we can get into later, yeah. was the massive radioactive pollution of the planet and. The the first thing it affects is the sex organs and that's why you're seeing such a massive rise in transgendered people. It all has to do with tying it – see, these people are psychological experts. A lot of it is mind games and what they're trying to put into your mind so you can socially accept these things that are happening that are wrong that aren't supposed to be, and they're trying to normalize it. What I see is this mind control,
1: confusing the children. Sometimes I don't even know who they are, and they feel confused. And a lot of times they tend to behave a certain way because their teacher said it. And now I've seen textbooks in California, second, third grade, with depictions and explanations on what is, I'm not even going to go there because it, I don't want to glorify what they're trying to do. But yeah. this is, to me, oh, not a pro. Everybody's going to say, oh, Merle, you're so, you're so conservative about it. Well, it's, there's a time and a place. If I see a child who's six years old and is using every word, profanity, and talking about sex, and the parents are doing it, I'll blame it on the parents. But in this case, it's the teachers who are doing that because it's part of the curriculum. They're trying to destroy the family unit this way and, and perhaps even in the
2: future it's you know you, you couldn't be you couldn't hit it more you couldn't hit the nail more on the head they really are trying to destroy the family unit they are it's about division and it is also about weakening the male yeah, i mean that that that's subject man it's just and the know, women too out there
1: there's there's femininity and there's feminism two yeah. different things
2: I have to admit, since since I have integrated my, my my feminine half into in into my masculine half, I'm not gay, and I can't be physically gay. You know what I mean? Like I I couldn't get into a relationship with a guy or be attracted to a guy. But since I have integrated more of my feminine aspects into my male aspects, as a, as I've began to understand these sacred teachings and 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 what what we're trying, what 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 the goal, what the achievement is. I, I'm a much happier and much more balanced person and I feel a lot more love and see a lot more beauty in the world than I used to.
1: And what you said is absolutely correct. There's nothing wrong by saying I'm going to tap into my feminine side, sensitivities and being sensible and the art that's, that could be
2: the feminine side. It's hard to draw the line between where it's, you know, social conditioning, mental conditioning from, you know, from, from, from evolution. It is hard to uh, to see where those lines begin and end.
1: Talk about how the great art and music came from America, but with why not Russia? How communism crushes the soul, or maybe talk about the horrors in North Korea.
2: All right, I want to get into this, some of the deeper stuff too. It is it's like why people listen to American music and American films all over the world. It's because our liberties weren't crushed when we felt free to express ourselves and, and free to be happy. And in, in the constitution where you have the right to pursue happiness, no matter what that is, I mean, within you know certain guidelines, we all understand that, but the soul was not tied down here. Like it was in communist Russia. You don't get a lot of Russian music all over the world that people love or are into, or you see a huge Russian art scene, because of uh, of the communist system and that control and what it does and the way it darkens the soul. When Metallica toured Russia, I think it was in 88 or 89, you can go uh, watch the live Metallica concert in Moscow. And there's this people headbanging out there. You know what I mean? And uh, you see at the beginning of the concert where you see everyone in the crowd where, where they're fist pumping, but they're barely fist pumping. And you can see... That some of them aren't totally crowded together and you can see the stillness in their being. And that they're afraid to even celebrate music. And it's the saddest thing that I've ever seen. In the middle of the concert, in the thick of it, where people were really starting to headbang and even mosh. You can see, and it's on video, the Russian police running in there with batons. And I mean swinging full force hard enough to crack skulls open. And, and I mean, coming up from guys from behind, they weren't moshing or thrashing or headbanging. It was, you know, the the Soviet leadership saw that people were having too good a time and they sent the wolves in there to beat them down. I mean, it is, it's sickening, man. Like, it, there's there's just stuff that crushes my heart. I remember you were born in
1: 1988, right?
2: Yeah. So you weren't there to see
1: this, but I saw life. The Moscow Festival, Peace Festival in nineteen eighty nine, Aussie and Motley Crue and the the rest of them, and I said I I experienced what you're saying at the beginning. Everybody's looking at each other. You know how far can we clap? How 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 much can we headbang?
2: You were there for that in
1: Moscow? No, no, I didn't know. I I was watching it from this side of the pond, but I oh. was thinking, you watch, this is gonna spread like wildfire. And now, we, what do we get around that time? But shortly after. We got the Berlin Wall fall because once you you have these freedoms, it's very difficult. to. I mean, all these people were born without the freedoms. A lot of these young people, right? But when they experience some freedom, you can't take it away. And this is what happened with the Berlin Wall. It was a politician who misspoke on TV and people took it as, oh, we're getting permission to leave to the other side of Berlin. And he misspoke. But then... The message was out. The masses went out, and the police could not stop them.
2: It's awesome, you know. Like I, I love stories like that. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it just charges, it charges up. You know, you know the core of my heart when I hear when I hear stuff like that. You know, like, but then North you see Korea, that. Though. Let's talk North about North Korea, Korea
1: in a moment. But We hear stories like that, right? Well, people do not have the freedom. All the, all of a sudden, they experience it, and they can never go back.
2: This is the reason why I was trying to promote the Council of Solace so much is because if I can get a following of enough people to do this, like I might create a website and see how many people sign up to do it. And if we get, you know, enough people on there, maybe 10, 15,000 people that are willing to actively do collective consciousness prayer, then we can start doing specific tasks, targeted tasks, targeted areas, and see what we can really do. And if that comes out and people see that without lifting a finger and by coming together in meditation on a common goal, how we can change causality, I don't think there would be any going back from that ever. Art Bell did it. And I don't know why it didn't sweep the world. I I don't understand it. I really don't. But uh, North Korea, the things I've heard about North Korea and the documentaries that I've seen are I've only gotten pits in my stomach like that from seeing stuff from the Holocaust. We're talking about people that got caught watching a Hollywood DVD were taken out in front of their family and all of their neighbors and first their face was hollowed out by a firing squad. And then they were shot in the middle, so their body doubled over. And then they were shot in their kneecaps, so they doubled over again. And they fold into this little ball of bloody pulp. And that is the punishment you get for watching uh, me, you, and Dupree. There were people born into these concentration camps, these slave camps. People from hospitals that were saying that spoke out and they knew that it was wrong to say that they had lost patience because they didn't have enough supplies, the materials and stocks that they needed at the hospital to keep that person alive. But they have to lie and they have to say that there was some complication. They can't say that the government couldn't provide them with things that they need. Otherwise, they're going to get sent to a labor camp for up to 15 years. And those people specifically worked to death. There's this story of this young man, of which this video I posted on on Facebook, of this young man who was born inside of one of these internment camps, into one of these, these slave work camps. And he didn't know that cars existed. He didn't know that cell phones existed. He didn't even know the color purple existed. He, at some point had been separated from his mother for like over six months, eight months. And she was in a different part of the camp, completely isolated from him. And she had said something against North Korea. Look at us in these work camps. North Korea sucks. She was beaten to death. After that, they came to her son, who was in this separate part of the work camp, and beat him for a month. I think he said it was. It was weeks and weeks on end that they had just beaten him and beaten him. He was uh, only nine years old when they took a cattle hook for uh, hanging up cows and they ran it through right next to his belly button to up into his sternum and hung him by this hook and chained him up over a fire and beat him with batons because of something that his mother had said that he wasn't even there for. These are the kind of horrors that are still going on in the modern world. And this is, don't confuse it with totalitarianism and the will of one man. We're talking about these are demonic agendas for control of the human race these are blueprints to see if they can truly get away with this and if they can keep people locked down in that state now this particular kid actually ended up escaping that camp with his friend and it was really sad uh, one of their obstacles was an electrified barbed fence and his friend got on it first and was electrocuted and wasn't moving. He was so afraid that they were going to be pursued that he climbed on top of his friend and just went right over him and kept running and didn't look back. Apparently the electric charge was strong enough that it, it had rendered the the other kid unconscious, probably from lack of nutrition. But he alone got out of there. His friend remained on that fence and he said that is the single greatest thing he regretted in his life, but he made it out. Somehow he made it into China and from China, he got back into uh, South Korea. For some reason, they, they go from into China first before they'll go back into South Korea. This kid doesn't care about cell phones or TVs. He doesn't own anything. The only thing he likes to do is eat food. That's it. He just enjoys eating food because he starved his whole life. This is
1: why it's so troublesome when I see the pictures around the nation here now with the looters and the basically what they want. They want socialism, which will turn into communism. And what they don't know is that They they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They've never experienced it. That's why I'm always saying, let's create a GoFundMe account and send a few of these people to communist regimes, keep them there for a few months or a year, and then come back and talk. See if you still want it. And they always say, well, we haven't implemented this here properly. But I have a friend who is second generation Korean. He's a doctor and told me of a story how it takes years after a movie makes it to the United States, and if the regime allows it, well, they allow people to watch it. And this is the example of the very first movie that made it out to North Korea, authorized by the regime. It's Titanic. The movie Titanic. And the people could not understand it because all you, you only have one channel there and all the regime talking, right? But when they see a movie, they couldn't understand it. They don't understand love, how... There's a male and a female who love each other because there in North Korea, even if you're married, you do not offer your devotion and your love to your husband. It's to the leader. Yeah. They're only love with the leader. And the only reason why people get married is to procreate. So imagine what would happen in a regime where the power falls exclusively to one family or to the few. And this is what some people want here. And guess what? they'll be eliminated the moment if and when that happens they'll be the first ones to go just like what happened with trotsky in the bolshevik revolution
2: imagine with uh with what war bell accomplished imagine if uh, we could start changing north korea that same way you know this this that is the sole reason why i went on radio and 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 uh <laughs> went out on here and I can't imagine what my family's going to say to me when they hear about that M- MK Ultra stuff. They're not going to understand it. The, I, I did this to try to reach hearts and minds for, for something that's bigger than us. And because of since the event that transpired in 2012, when those 10,000 spheres showed up in the solar system and altered the sun. And the Yuma fire happened at Proxima B, but didn't happen here because... Somebody cared enough not to watch us get wiped off the face of the earth while the New World Order took the remainder of humanity that they wanted to control, like North Korea, and keep them in these underground bases until um, the sun's state of flare activity was over, just like it had been prophesied Prophesied by the, the Mayan calendar, the the Giza Plateau. It's the 2012 clock. Watch the documentary, Revelation of the Pyramids. There is a pivotal moment in this time in history right now that if we don't stand up for what's right, we're gonna be, the undertow is gonna take us.
1: Let's take a break. When we come back, let's get deeper into the rabbit hole. We always have to do that. We're gonna talk about Raw, the return of Raw. We didn't discuss that too much last week a little bit more of the Cabalion. I started reading it. I've told the, the audience already that we have that book available in our library within our website. So check it out. Now, once again, you don't have a website yet?
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to make a website. I did put up a few YouTube videos about some of the things we talked about.
1: Okay, great. Well, folks, don't go anywhere. I'm here with Benjamin Farkas. Much more when we return on this second installment of Box Populi. This is Mel Hostelbrick
3: and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting bitcoin litecoin and ethereum don't forget to visit the veritas store for focus life force energy mms cbd pure hemp oil Divinia water pure organic sulfur flash drives with all our sanitas and veritas seasons and other great products and if you're listening on youtube like subscribe and share it and click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available now Proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know.